Welcome in, everybody, to another week of First Seed Fantasy, and boy, I've got Mr. Zach Cole here for the first time this regular season, coming out of hibernation just <laughs> in time to help boost everybody uh, into the playoffs. Uh, what a time. Happy to have you back, Zach. How have you been? I, I've been good, man. I'm I'm glad to be back. I've been itching to talk some fantasy football with you specifically. Um, for anyone who doesn't really know, I, I coach football at the high school level. So we just wrapped up our season. We had a, a great season, a lot of positives. But now I'm ready to turn all my focus into fantasy football, um, catch everyone up a little bit. I am 9-0 and in our league of record. Not bragging, but I'm kind of bragging. Um, so maybe I can give you guys a pointer or two and it starts, it starts with just starting Jalen hurts every week, but that's, that's a no brainer. <laughs> yeah. And luckily I get to face off against Mr. Nine and O here on Jalen hurts bye week. Yes, you do. Uh, yep. So I'm, I'm banking on banking on coming out with the win, but no Tyreek on my squad doesn't help either. Uh, it's, it's a, a battle of two wounded soldiers right now. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> and you also don't have AJ Brown. So I, I'm hoping yes. that swings in my direction as well. And but, Raheem Mostert. I'm, I'm hurting this week. I really am. You're not. That team still looks great on paper, but who knows? <laughs> we'll uh, see. But it's week 10 and we're here to talk some quick starts and sits and wrap it all up with our, our favorite bets going into the week. Um, Week 10, few few uh, tough bye weeks coming at us yes. this week. Um, so we're here to kind of help you navigate through that. And without further ado, let's get into it. My start for the week is good old Javante Williams, Broncos running back. Coming off of a bye and uh, right before that bye, Williams had his best game of the season so far. Putting up uh, 18.8 points PPR and basically just has fully reclaimed this backfield. Uh, prior to week seven, he hadn't had a game where he had 50% of snaps, but seven and eight uh, bounced right back uh, 53% and then 63% in week eight. Had his best game, 27 touches. He's getting a full workload and now he gets to face off uh, against Buffalo on sunday or monday night i believe is the game and uh bills have allowed a running back to score at least 13.8 points uh in seven of nine games this season so uh this bills defense can allow points to the uh to the running back position and i think javante is in the spot this week to have a a fantastic game yeah i think that's a great pick kyle i i think we've seen uh, a positive trend in his snap count recently. Uh, I mean, early on in the season, we have to remember he was coming off a pretty devastating knee injury last oh, yeah. year. So I think people got a little impatient with him because he was slow starting, but that was to be expected, you know, and I think we're finally starting to see that uptick in his usage. Um, we saw a, a good amount of uh, guys like, I mean, Jaleel McLaughlin the last couple weeks, 
uh, Samaj P. Ryan the first few weeks. So it really kind of feels like he's starting to take this being him being um, Javante Williams is starting to take a stranglehold of this backfield. And it's is really making the most out of his touches that he's getting. I mean, he was up to a 63% snap count in week uh, in week eight against the, the Chiefs. And that was a game that they were surprisingly winning. So, um, you know, that's that's a good a good look for him. And if this team wants to remain competitive, I think that they're going to need to continue to feed Javante and kind of control game scripts with him uh, with with heavy run run type offenses. Absolutely. And that's kind of kind of what I'm hoping for with uh, Javante and in, in leagues that I have him in. But either way, expecting a, a great week from him. Get that. Uh, uh, it's his backfield. He's reclaimed it. And I'm excited to see what he can do with it. Yeah, and uh, one last point with Javante, Kyle. I think I think now is a great buy low opportunity on him before he really starts stringing together some decent weeks. Yeah. Um, I know the majority of leagues are probably coming up on trade deadlines, so this feels like the ideal time to go and get him. You can see he has Buffalo this week, um, and really the only vicious defense he still has left is Cleveland, I would say. Um, Detroit's not exactly favorable either, but, I mean, Houston, the Chargers twice, and the Patriots – you know he's got some, and, uh, some really nice playoff game. Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, week 16, 17 are probably going to be your semis and your championship, and he's got some some incredible opportunities lined up for him ahead there. So I, I like him as a buy low candidate, and I love love him as your start of the week this week. All right, Zach, who you got? Well, I'm going to go with uh, a wide receiver, a guy that I actually have zero um, zero ownership or shares of, I should say, um, and that's Terry McLaurin, uh, a guy who has pieced together a pretty decent season as of late. He was kind of um, frowned upon early on in the season for being a little bit up and down. I mean, he opened with five, came back with 16, dropped down to 10, went up to 22. It, he's just kind of been up and down on the board, but he's really evened out and has, has found a, a – a kind of nice consistent level that he's been playing at these last few weeks. Um, and that starts with really his receptions. I would say he's notched five or six receptions in all four of his last four weeks um, where he's gone into double digit scoring. I, I really think that they're starting to find a rhythm in, in Washington. I think the early uh, season was a little tumultuous, tumultuous. That's there's a $2 word of the day um, for, <laughs> Their new offensive, co- uh, new offensive coordinator and Sam Howell. You could see that things just weren't really lining up between Bienemy and Howell. But now it kind of seems like things are coming together a little bit. Washington's starting to string together some wins. And uh, again, much like Javante Williams, a lot of that comes with getting Terry McLaurin the ball. So I really like him, and I think that he's um, put together some some very positive games. Not to mention he's going up against the Seattle defense that's kind of been reeling the last couple weeks. I mean, they got absolutely killed by the the seahawks last week so yeah um i, I think that they're kind of in a position ravens. right now where the, the ravens thank you the seahawks got killed by the ravens thank you um they're in a position right now where uh T- terry should have a, a very nice day against them and, and that's why he's one of my starts of the week yeah i mean you can combo terry with Jahan dotson who has also kind of seen a mm-hmm. revitalization this season um kind of finally showing up after probably being dropped in a huge majority of yep. leagues. Uh, but Terry, uh, we're going to see. I have a strong feeling that this Seattle-Washington game is going to wind up in like a weird shootout. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, I picture both both offenses clicking. But I think, I mean, you 
you said it. The commanders on offense kind of figured things out in the passing game. Uh, really slow to start, kind of getting things yeah. rolling there. But, I mean, we're looking at Terry's past few games, 14, 15, 17, 12 games, 12-point uh, games uh, these past few weeks. And uh, happy to have him back in the starting lineup. Uh, not that you ever probably were taking him out, but just happy to right. feel happy about him in the starting lineups, I should say. Well, uh, there was sort of that meme going around too, Kyle, where Bienemy thought that Logan Thomas was just Travis Kelsey 2.0. <laughs> um, and you know what? It, it kind of feels like, I mean, think about it though. He's gone from an offense where receivers were not the strong point and the tight end was to a, an offense where it's almost reversed. You know, Logan yeah. Thomas is on the older end. He's been injury prone. So, I mean, it, it, for Bienemy, I, I had to take him a little while to figure it out, but it seems like he, he really is. And I don't know if you happen to see, but NFL uh, NFL whatever made a post on Instagram today um, where Sam Howell is actually second in passing yards in the whole NFL. He's only behind Tua. So, I mean, that's that's kind of insane when he's ahead of Hurts, Allen, Mahomes, you know. Who would have thought Sam Howell? Yeah, that's what happens when uh, the commanders find themselves behind in so many games. You're right. You're not kidding. Yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> My sit of the week is good old – Amari Cooper. Hmm. I I mean, look, past two weeks, 14.9, 24.9. Two great back-to-back games, and I see it crumbling again this week. Uh falling back down. I not to reality, but I <clears throat> I just picture things kind of not looking great for Cooper this week. They faced the Ravens, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we can see the last time. Uh, earlier this season when Cooper faced the Ravens. Now, to be fair, they had a rookie quarterback, um, uh, Thompson Robinson, playing at QB. So it wasn't it wasn't the best of situations. But 2.6 uh, fantasy points on one catch, 16 yards. Wasn't exciting. And the Ravens are actually allowing the sixth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this season. And I... Unless Cooper catches a touchdown, I'm not seeing a very solid uh, fantasy outing this season for, or this week from him. But the uh, the Ravens have actually only allowed a touchdown to three wide receivers this season. So hmm. something to, uh, I guess, keep in mind when uh, playing around with Amari Cooper in your rosters. Now, obviously, if you can't afford to start, if you can't afford to sit Cooper, uh, understandable, but just know if you've got roster decisions to make and Cooper's kind of floating on the edge there, probably lean towards sitting this week. Uh, just uh, just how I see things planning out this week for a, for a good old Amari Cooper. Yeah, I think that really the major knock against Cooper this week lies in who he's playing. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. The Ravens are not a team to mess with. I mean, everyone kind of thought that their defense was going to regress this year negatively, and it's done exactly the opposite. I mean, they've just taken it up a notch. Uh, Last week, uh, bringing in, I'm actually getting the right team now, when they played the Seahawks, the Ravens (laughs) played the Seahawks, um, the Seahawks actually combined, their wide receivers had less points than Amari Cooper did individually last week. They accounted for 24 point something, and you can see Amari Cooper's here at 24.9. So, I mean, just a ridiculous stat when you kind of think about that. So it doesn't really matter who's guarding him. The Ravens secondary seems to be extremely legit and uh, is going to shut whoever is out there throwing or or trying to catch the ball down. Um, And I think that 
this is both a case for the Ravens defense and against Samari Cooper this week. Yeah, it's uh, I'm it's this Ravens defense has just been insanely dominant this season. Mm-hmm. And uh, who's to say that they stop rolling against a Browns offense that hasn't fully clicked, it feels. Yeah, absolutely. And and I mean, part of that, Kyle, you alluded to um, Dorian Thompson Robinson starting earlier in the season. But part of that is it has to be as a, re- a result of Watson not staying healthy and then yeah. playing musical chairs in the quarterback room. I mean, it's hard to build chemistry there. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to build chemistry with anyone when you don't know who's going to be throwing you throwing to you on a week to week basis. So absolutely, you know, and that could be part of, of Deshaun Watson's problem too, is that he can't stay healthy. He can't get in the flow of the offense, you know, Um, or he just lost a step when he took that year off. I don't, I don't know, but we're getting too far away from the point here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, All right, let me uh, let me hop in with my sit of the week here. My sit of the week is going to be a guy who's actually returning, um, and I think people are going to be eager to throw him in the lineups because uh, he he was such a stalwart early on in the season, and that's going to be David Montgomery, the running back for the uh, Detroit Lions. And I'm just going to say that I think Montgomery is a sit this week because I, I think that in his missed time, he provided opportunity for Jameer Gibbs uh, who we saw just go absolutely nuclear for two straight weeks now. So I think that Montgomery, this is more of a of a situation of him losing opportunity than it is of him not capitalizing on his opportunity. So there, there's something to kind of be said where if you're just getting touches, whether it's rush yard, rushes or targets or whatever, you're going to score fantasy points. And I think just by simple math, we've seen Jameer Gibbs ball out, and that means David Montgomery is going to lose some touches, so that means his fantasy points are going to go down. So I I think that just simply based off of that kind of, I I almost want to say mental math, you know, I think that um, he's he's probably going to be one of my sits for this week. Yeah, I think, I mean, prior to, I guess, Montgomery going down, uh, I'll pull up Gibbs as well. Um, we saw a little bit like we see seven carries, seven carries, eight carries from Gibbs on weeks that Montgomery was active, mm-hmm. uh, while Montgomery was carrying the ball up upwards of 32 times. Um, I see that number floating uh, similar to where we saw week two around 16, maybe a little bit closer to 20 carries. Um, almost, I, I could picture almost zero passing work for Montgomery. That's going to all go back to Gibbs. Um, and it's going to be more where prior it was probably like a 75, 25 timeshare in this backfield. It'll probably even out to even flat out 50, 50. Um, I'm personally in the boat that it'll probably be 60, 40 in favor of Montgomery. Just, uh, just based on how this Lions offense wants to work. It wants to ground and pound with Montgomery, toss it over to the side to Gibbs and let him make his, do his magic on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. It's a a tricky matchup for the Bears. Or not the Bears, the Lions. Montgomery was a bear <laughs> last year. Um it's it's a tricky game with the Chargers this week for the Lions. Um I picture this game kind of being one in the air. Um, yes, agreed. whichever team comes out on top. And so with that, I mean, unless there are four goal line opportunities for Montgomery, it's not gonna be a wildly successful game for him but who knows 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Amon Ra goes down at the one. They just punch it in with Montgomery. Yeah. Um, he, he's two touchdowns away any given game uh, from just balling out or just uh, – it's basically just two yards. I say two touchdowns, but it's two yards away from having a RB1 game and uh, a weekly dud game. But – yeah, it all it all kind of falls on where the ball ends up, you know. If if like you said, if they're inside the three, he's going to get it on first down and second down, and if he doesn't convert, they're going to go the air on third. But um, he's going to get his shots at the end zone if if the ball is down that way. So I think, long story short, I think that's his biggest path or his most likely path to scoring points this week, and that's extremely volatile to to have to bank on touchdowns, which is why he's one of my sits of the week. A bold one, a bold one, especially as you yourself are an eager um, uh, David Montgomery rosterer. I am, I am. I have him in a good amount of places. Yep, absolutely. Um, and and it's kind of, <laughs> I say he's a sit this week, but I've got no one else to freaking put in my lineup, so he's in there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things that if he's the only guy you can start, you absolutely. can't feel bad about it. You're, I'm yeah. not. You, you can't expect that you're not going to get a dud out of Montgomery. It's basically just like a, you're not going to get that 34 points, 20 points that you could yeah. that we've seen earlier this season. I think if anything, we're going to see like 11 points come from a good old Mon- Monty this week. Yeah, you're going to get hit with the 12 rushes for 58 yards. And like we said, if he makes it in the end zone, you, you're you on cloud nine. And if he doesn't, you got six points. <laughs> 12 rushes, 58 yards. That sounds almost spot on on, on what it might wind up being. Book it. <laughs> with a target for eight eight yards. <laughs> yeah, just to bump it up to, to eight points, right? 8.4 points or 7.4 points. Yep. A, a clean 7.4 outing from Monty. Uh, sure. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That'll do it for start sit. Zach, let's talk bets. Let's do it. Just a quick, uh, quick favorite, uh, I guess, money line over under spread pick for this upcoming week 10 that we've got uh, just a quick fire. Um, I'm going to give mine. I'm looking at Arizona plus 1.5 against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Let's see it. We've got James Conner and Kyler Murray both looking to be back on the field this game. We've got an Atlanta Falcons team that just lost to Josh Dobbs, who uh, hadn't practiced really with the first team yet. (laughs) And, uh, this uh, this Falcons team is an embarrassment, and I picture this Cardinals offense just ready to score points that they've been itching to do all season. And I uh, I don't see Kyler stepping in here week one, first game back from injury, and being slow. I picture that man being ready, uh, or he wouldn't have been out, wouldn't be out there in the first place. So give me Cardinals plus one point five. I I have a feeling they can win this one. Yeah, I think it's a great pick. I, I, that combo of Murray and Connor, they find a way to put points on the board, whether it's whether it's pretty or not, you know. And and uh, it, the the front office and the coaching staff in Arizona has come out and said that they're that Kyler's not going to be limited with his legs either, which is kind of that yeah. X factor when it comes to him. So we'll see. I, I think that's a great pick. And Arthur Smith seems to love to lose football games one way or another. So <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, as for my bet, Kyle, I'm going to go with the Vikings money line. 
Um, I'm going to take Mr. Dobbs in another week with the offense. Uh, the Vikings play the New Orleans Saints this week, who I think are a very up and down team. And I think that the um, uh, Vikings are on an absolute tear right now, and they are just on the upswing. And I, I love them as dogs right now. So, um, you know, as, at a plus 124, at plus 124 odds, I think that that's a fantastic bet. That is, uh, that's a really good bet. Uh, go Vikings, sure. Uh, At home, no, nonetheless. I think, yeah, I think they figured something out. I think Dobbs is going to shoot some electricity into this team. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be, I, I'm with you. Let's see if Vikings win over there. And you know what's, uh, one last point about that. Dobbs always seemed to get the Cardinals the lead. You know, they yeah. would go up 10, 15, 20 points, and then that defense just could not hold on for four quarters, and they would fall apart. Whereas I think the uh, Minnesota defense can hold on for oh, Dobbs yeah. uh, to, to get him wins. So I'm uh, not getting too far out of the point here. I think that that was an incredible trade for the Vikings to make at the deadline. Absolutely. And gives Justin Jefferson even more of a reason to return from, from absolutely. IR. Yep, uh, absolutely. Yeah. That, they made a... Fantastic decision. Go Vikes. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for this week with our start sits and our best bets of the week. Zach, it was an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Always a pleasure. Uh, you, you can follow us on socials. We, I'm The first seat is particularly active on Instagram. So if you've got any start sits or uh, trade questions, Shoot us a DM, shoot us a comment, whatever you want over there, and we'll be happy to help you. Um, thank you for tuning in. Zach, again, pleasure chatting with you. And everybody out there, let's get a win this week. Let's do it. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the First Seed Fantasy Podcast. Till next time. Till next time.